The FT. Last year's crash of rockets operated by Virgin Galactic and Orbital Sciences were a reminder of the risks inherent in space exploration, but they haven't put off investors. SpaceX, Planet Labs, and OneWeb all announced new investment this week in the latest round of the private space race. I'm Ravi Matu, and on the line with me is San Francisco correspondent Tim Bradshaw. Hi, Tim. First of all, tell us what happened in the past week. We've seen three private fundraisings of varying sizes and scales for new satellite ventures. Leading the way was SpaceX, which raised a billion dollars from Google and Fidelity, the big investment fund, which is going to further its ambitions in rockets of all kinds, but also will see it start a new venture in a satellite-based internet system, which Google is particularly interested to see happen. And then competing with that venture is another one called OneWeb, which raised some money from Sir Richard Branson's Virgin Group and Qualcomm, the chipmaker, and they raised somewhere in the tens of millions of dollars. They haven't put an exact figure on it, but they are also looking to do a space-based internet satellite system, but with a slightly different technology and approach. And then thirdly, another twist on the satellite venture is Planet Labs, which is using its array of small satellites not for communications but for imaging. And they have a fleet of dozens of satellites which are already orbiting the Earth at a rate of almost once a day, taking images which are then sent down and can be used for everything from agricultural monitoring to keeping track of rainforest deforestation. So. All of those companies are doing slightly different things, but there is a common thread, and that is that the price of launching smaller satellites that are more easily updatable and more sophisticated is coming way down, and the cost of launching them, thanks in large part to SpaceX, is also coming down. So the economics of getting a satellite into space, whatever you want to do with it, whether it's providing communications or predicting the weather, means that it's a lot cheaper than it has been traditionally. When you had to put one huge satellite into space, it was your one and only chance to get that technology right, and it cost an awful lot to launch because it was big and heavy. You now have something that's a little bit more like a smartphone in some senses, and with cheaper cost of components that have been used to put those smartphones together, a sort of shoebox-sized type satellite which can piggyback off on, on a, a bigger payload and go up a lot more frequently. So Planet Labs have launched, I think, 60-odd satellites and plan to get about 100 up there just in the last year. That's so that already in the space of a year, they've become one of the largest satellite operators in the world by the number of satellites that are up there. So we have these startups like Planet Labs, SpaceX is a startup, although it's kind of valuation at, at $1 billion fundraising is about $10 billion. But alongside that, you have companies like Google and Facebook kind of plowing money into the sector. What is it for them beyond the kind of financial return? What else are they looking for when it comes to the private space race? Google's investment in SpaceX was $900 million alone. So they've put by far the most effort into this. Facebook has also been making investments in drone companies that it will hope can deliver the internet to remote areas from the skies. Google has its own venture called Project Loon, which floats balloons at a, a higher altitude that can do the same thing. But yes, ultimately, it hopes that it can deliver the internet from space in this partnership with SpaceX. Now, the phrase that people use in all of these ventures is the next three billion, the three billion people who live in the world currently without any internet connection at all. And for companies like Google and Facebook, who are currently operating in a pretty saturated Western market in, in the US and Europe, that's a huge potential source of growth. And if they can be the first internet company or web company to 
connect those three billion people. It gives them a huge strategic advantage. It's a little bit like when the banks try to sign you up as a teenager in the hopes that you'll be a customer for life, that if they can get you on Gmail or on Facebook and signed into their services, or maybe exclusively using their services, if they can provide that. Now, you alluded to some aspects of technological progress that, that enable this. Why is this possible now? You know, in 2015, what has changed in the last few years that has made this whole world open up and this whole sector open up that really wouldn't have been possible just a little while ago? Well, there's two things. One of them is what's called the peace dividend of the smartphone wars, which is the fact that the technology that goes into these satellites themselves is a lot cheaper and actually more sophisticated. If you think about the sort of Mars rover or something that NASA launched uh, a little while ago, it actually has technology in there that's less advanced than what most of us have in our iPhones these days. If Planet Labs or, or SpaceX can launch a satellite which is much more up to date because their launch cadence is much faster the time it takes for them to put together a satellite and then get it launched into space can be months or even weeks in certain circumstances so it's something that's more akin to the internet speed or software speed of technological development rather than space or telecoms where investments have taken years and tend to be rather more lumpy in their progress and so the other end of the thing that has changed massively in recent years is the launch cost, which is in large part down to SpaceX themselves, the changes that they've been able to make in their rockets and the sophistication that they can put in there means that there is a very different price that these startups would have to pay to get their satellites into space than they would have had to if they were effectively piggybacking on something NASA themselves were launching. Now, NASA and SpaceX do work together and there are other launch companies out there that are also trying to bring down the cost of getting objects into space. So it's a broader trend and if SpaceX can master its reusable rockets, if new startups like Firefly can get the weight or fuel or boosters done in different ways, there's just a lot more innovation going into the physical business of getting stuff into space than there was for many years when it was primarily a public sector, public funded venture. Tim, this is great. Uh, finally, what does this mean for us as consumers? You mentioned about the kind of people and areas which aren't connected to the internet. So for Google and Facebook, this is important. But what about for us as consumers, as users of uh, technology, of data, of digital products? What are the implications of the private space race and the growth in the capability of these companies for us on the ground? Well, I think in certain circumstances, the main benefits and the main object of this is to the developing world, people who don't have connectivity right now. If, as, as OneWeb, which is, is launched by Greg Weiler, who's a veteran telecoms entrepreneur, or SpaceX interplanetary internet, as they get those underway over the coming years, they can provide speeds of connectivity which cover the entire globe, so there would be no kind of black spots in sort of areas that mobile phone masts can't reach at the moment at very much faster speeds than you would get from today's satellite internet capabilities, which are the kind of things that you would get, say, on a plane over Wi-Fi or if you were in a remote area trying to use a standalone hotspot. So because the satellites that are being proposed to be launched are flying at a much lower orbit, effectively the signals just can move up and down from the Earth to the skies a lot more quickly. And that reduces the latency and means that things like Skype or FaceTime will work much better than they would today on existing satellite connections. Tim, great talking to you. Thanks very much. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 